0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: What's gonna happen tonight? What's gonna happen? We're gonna whoop their You
0: got What's yeah. sup y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Going to go across town to that clown car full of children in that home daycare center of Ryan Callahan and let Ryan tell us why the tell the good people of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast why well, we got another breaking news edition. I bet they have an
1: idea, but let, let's go ahead and tell them, Ryan. Yeah, and another uh, addition to Tennessee's 2022 recruiting class uh, that people thought might have might have been finished, might have been close to finished. Well, we now have uh, another name to discuss, uh, Jason Jenkins, a defensive lineman from Lawrenceville, New Jersey, just outside, uh, not, not far outside Philadelphia, on, on that side of New Jersey, um, picking Tennessee over West Virginia and, and others, uh, a guy who decided not to sign during the early signing period uh, after taking a couple of official visits to power five schools back in December waits, uh, knows that other schools are interested and, and decides he's going to take his chances and see what else is out there. And then Tennessee and, and others end up offering after the early signing period, the Vols offered him back in early January and they ultimately land him uh, with an official visit, the final weekend before signing day. So, uh, and, and obviously addressing a major need, they, they, they took a big step toward that by landing Tyree West on early signing day, really needed some defensive line help in the 2022 class. And, and now doing that a, a little bit more with, with the addition of Jason Jenkins, kind of a late riser, uh, a, a guy who didn't have a power five offer, didn't have a division one offer for that matter until October, but had a really nice senior season, put himself on the radar. And ended up getting more than a dozen offers uh, in the end. So uh, a, a guy that looks like he he's got a there's a lot to work with there. Six foot six, around 260 pounds, uh, could could project uh, to to play a couple different positions on the defensive line. I think maybe a few different spots, move around a little bit depending on how his body develops. So there's a lot to work with there. Might not be a, a day one you know immediate impact player. But but certainly has a chance to to help down the road when you talk about a guy with that big of a frame uh, and 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 moves pretty well on film too. So I I like this pickup for Tennessee and it definitely addresses a need, giving them a third, really a third true defensive lineman in the 2022 class to go along with those edge rushers they signed.
0: Yeah, and and let this be a lesson for for some of these kids out here too. This is a young man who. I'm sure was getting pressured by some of the smaller offers that he had, saying, "Come on, take this. You know, why don't you take this?" and and he didn't. He waited. He uh, he bet on himself, as the kids like to say, and uh, it ends up working out for him in a big way because he gets some big offers, including one from, you know, one of the winning or pro- one one of the winningest programs in, in college football history, and he now gets to call himself soon enough a Tennessee volunteer, and and it's it's kind of one of those good stories where sometimes if you're a if you're a prospect and you're from a place where maybe maybe you don't get quite as much attention as you do in some of the biggest states uh, in terms of football production, if you just kind of you, you just kind of keep that film circulating, you just kind of hope that your senior year film gets some attention and and
1: you can do something. Yeah, and the, and and this is a guy that you know it, not just smaller programs really. He he had a couple power five schools that hosted him on official visits in December, so. He really did bet on himself a little bit. Uh, Boston College was his first D1 offer back in October. They hosted him on an official visit in December. He also took an official visit to Pittsburgh. Decided not to sign with either, and, and neither of those schools was a factor down the stretch. I'm not sure they were still in the market for defensive linemen. Maybe, maybe they filled up, uh, but they, they weren't a factor down the stretch. It really came down to Tennessee and West Virginia in the end. Uh, both of them hosted him on official visits in January. And uh, Florida also hosted him on an official visit uh, just uh, less than two weeks before signing day and just didn't end up offering. They, they they're one of those weird deals that you see sometimes where they had him on official visit, but hadn't offered him. Uh, there was obviously serious enough interest for them to take the official visit, but just didn't pull the trigger. Um, so uh, always a chance uh, that, that someone could, could enter the picture here late and, and maybe offer at the last minute. Uh, but, but right now it looks like Tennessee is uh uh, is going to be able to add a, a nice nice piece to its defensive line here and uh, you know not, not not quite a blank slate but definitely a guy who still needs to to continue to develop um, but but you see the tools there on on film and certainly he had a, a bit of a breakout senior season uh, I asked him about that you know how how did you put yourself on the radar uh, after being uh, in, in in your junior year not really having this kind of attention and he said just kind of Set, set his mind to it after his junior season said I'm going to do everything I have to do to to make myself the player I think I can be and, and see if it gets me what I think it can and and sure enough it did he, he's a big kid that can move and I think he and his coaches knew that and he put in the work and had a good off season and and, and kind of uh exploded a little bit his senior season so uh and and give give him a lot of credit for for doing that and give Tennessee credit for for finding him obviously going to a part of the country they haven't landed a whole lot of players in recent years they've had some over the years from new jersey but not too many so to to go up there find a find including guy that, a
0: quarterback that, that everyone loved and was never controversial and you know. <laughs>
1: that's right that's right so uh so yeah i i i do think uh i do think this this has a has a, a nice chance of working out for tennessee and, and providing some useful depth there on the defensive line and, and maybe more than that we'll, we'll see but certainly uh, uh addresses a big time need that Tennessee's been kind of kicking down the road for a few years with the defensive line not being fully addressed really in the past few classes. And now uh, you, you take another step toward finally doing that with the 2022 class where they, you know, I, I still think they could use some transfer help on the defensive line, but but definitely this this puts them a little more on track to have the numbers they need at that position. I'll tell you what I like about this too, Ryan.
0: I like looking down the list and seeing those couple offers he got in December. Um, you know, if you watch Boston College play at all this season, that, that team had a pretty pretty solid defense. And, and that team – so that staff knows what it's doing over there. And Pittsburgh really got my attention because I know that this year it was different because you had Kenny Pickett in that high-scoring offense and you had more possessions, so it gave up a few more points than usual. But if you talk to just about any coach across the country, they will tell you Pat Narduzzi's defense – is fantastic. His defensive mind is one of the best in the college game and even NFL guys come over in the offseason and talk to him about sort of the way they play defense. I wrote some stories about it before Tennessee played Pitt. Uh, just a lot of people think very very highly of his defense and if he's looking at guys and you look at some of the look at some of the guys up front that that program has put in the NFL recently, the, those guys can develop really really good players. So if they see this kind of upside in a kid, that doesn't guarantee you anything, but it gets my attention because these are programs that you see that routinely they'll have guys show up and you don't know anything about them. And then by the time they're
1: like a fourth year junior, they're a draft pick. Yeah, there, there's something to that. There absolutely is. And, and let's face it, if, if anyone has has gotten the impression that you can only find good players among the you know the highly ranked guys where you're beating out other SEC teams, let's not forget Tennessee just missed out on a, a guy in the transfer portal that it really wanted. It was playing at Albany uh, that didn't have any <laughs> FBS offers coming out of high school named Jared verse, who obviously is, is now at Florida state. Uh, you know, guys like that, sometimes, sometimes players just develop later. They just, uh, they just kind of blossom once they get a chance in college. Uh, and, and and this, this is the guy that has a lot of the things you're looking for in the defensive line. It's hard to find 66 260 uh that, That's a big kid. So, uh, when you look at that and the, and, and you mentioned, you know, New Jersey, there's, there's some quality football played there, obviously. Uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, Jared Garantano, but so, some big programs in New Jersey and they put out a lot of, a lot of big 10 players uh, that come from that state. So uh, I, I do think there's some quality football played there where when a guy like this emerges, you'd be crazy to write him off. So I, I, I'm, I won't be surprised if he turned out to be a pretty good player. This is a, you know, sure. People are going to look at the rankings and think, uh, is Tennessee reaching here late just to, just to get a guy, you know, they, they've been pretty selective though, down the stretch with the 2022 class. They've really only gone after a couple of defensive linemen trying to get one more, uh, at least one more that is. And, um, and, and this is, uh, this is one of the guys that's set their sights on pretty quickly after the early signing period offered him in early January and, and kind of zeroed in on him as, as one of their, their main options. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that when you look at, the, as you said, the schools that offered him, and I'll throw Missouri in that category as well. Uh, they've got a nice defensive line coach, I think, that, that does a good job there, despite the the defensive effort Tennessee saw when they played Missouri uh, back in October. I think Missouri does a, a good job with defensive linemen. They were battling Tennessee for Jeffrey Mbaugh, the, yep. the, the top junior college defensive lineman, back in December. So that they usually do a nice job of evaluating at that position, and they were after him, uh, offered him actually the day after early signing day so he, he had some nice opportunities and and, and ends up at, at Tennessee but this is a this is a guy that definitely is has made a name for himself the past few months that was not on the radar at all really before his senior season so uh, sometimes those guys end up being steals um, because you find somebody who just you know again developed late and, and sort of blossomed as a senior and sometimes they you know, maybe they're a guy that, that teams were, were kind of going down their board. But I think the fact that he emerged this fall during the season suggests th- there's a lot there and and, the, and there's a lot of talent. And I think you see that on film. He, again, he moves pretty well for a guy that's with that kind of size. You see the athleticism that you'd like to see uh, for a guy that can play defensive end or maybe defensive tackle down the road as well. And as
0: you said, Ryan, you know, if you're, if you're looking at the average New Jersey high school, it's not the same quality of football that you will see in the south but there are a few programs in that state that are national nationally renowned programs for a reason they're they're talent factories they produce a lot of guys you normally think of basketball players and some hockey players and stuff from up there Um, but they got some football players in that state too and and they produce a lot of them and sometimes in those northeastern parts of the country you don't see quite as many big offers especially up front because you don't know the level of competition in a lot of cases, there's just a lot of things that you don't know. Um, but there, there are also Big Ten programs and others that have gone over to that area and gotten big time players for years. So it, it, it's not an area where you, you, you know, it's it's an area where where you can get noticed, but it's also an area where you can go a little bit under the radar, uh, just like you can anywhere. If you're a guy who's got a big body and you kind of, you know, kind of grow into it a little bit, it's just one of those things. But there's plenty more, plenty more to talk about. Uh, with Jason Jenkins. And we're going to get back to that. But before we do that, we got to step away, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, other fun things, and then come right back on this breaking news edition of the Go 247 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Money! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard from a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. I say that as I've got a a crying baby just below me right now here in this house. But uh, still, he's got three times that many, so it's still the home daycare center. We're talking Jason Jenkins, Tennessee's new commitment, the new addition to the Vols 2022 recruiting class, a, a defensive lineman from New Jersey, a young man who had some opportunities to go some other places, um, but but decided that uh, – he waited around a little bit, took a bet on himself, and then boom—an offer from Tennessee shows up, and this young man is planning to matriculate his way uh, from the Philadelphia area, uh, just across the border there in New Jersey, down to Knoxville to play his college football. Big pickup for the Vols, one that they're excited about—a developmental guy, but there's nothing wrong with that, especially at that defensive line position. You know, sometimes it just takes some time there to get guys. Plenty more to talk about, and we will get to that. Um, Before we do that, though, just a quick reminder, guys, if you could take about mm, 60 to 90 seconds out of your day right now and go in there and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you are just listening on the website. Nothing wrong with that. We love you. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. No wrong way to consume this podcast. But what helps us out the most is if you go in there, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world, you can cast the fine pod. You can find this GoVals 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it. But the only thing we ask for is that you go in there, rate, review, review subscribe, tell your friends. That helps us out a lot. That helps us grow this wolf pack as we've done since we've done this thing for several years now, and we really, really appreciate it. If you're already doing it, thank you. We love you. If not, go f- yourself. That's the, that's the motto. And some people don't like it, and to that I say, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Go on and get this podcast. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Ryan, and I think that's a very fair thing to say. Going back to this Jason Jenkins character, Ryan, this young man, what can you tell us about him as a prospect? We've sort of danced around this. We've talked about, you know, why he was still available, why he took a bet on himself, all these things. But when you look at him as a player and talk to other people who know him
1: or have looked at him as a player, what have you seen there? Well, I I – clearly a lot to work with, you know, we, we touched on this before, uh, you know, just a good athlete who, um, uh, you know, has the size, uh, you're always looking for that size, speed, athleticism combination on the defensive line to, to, to give you sort of the raw skills that you need to, uh, to, to round a guy into, to being a good player at the sec level. And, uh, and clearly you see that, you know, it's as simple as six66 and, and and can move, um, uh, you know, didn't put up, necessarily eye popping numbers uh, from, from what I've seen, I believe five sacks uh, as a senior, but, but you saw them, uh, you saw the flashes of ability on, on film and that's clearly what caught some team's attention uh, this fall. So uh, he, he made some plays, showed some pass rush ability. He, he's, he probably projects as a more of a defensive end right now, maybe a strong side defensive end. Uh, but again, when you talk about a guy who's six, six and two sixty, uh, certainly has the frame to get bigger and, and wouldn't, it wouldn't take much uh, for him to, to be more of a defensive tackle or at least a, a DND tackle hybrid within a, a couple of years and maybe even sooner than that. You know, a guy that big, he could easily put on 20, 30 pounds and you could be looking at a guy who's ,66,285 or 290 here before long. Uh, and then you've got a guy who can play just about anywhere on the defensive line as long as he maintains that athleticism that he's shown. So that, that's that's what you like there. You know, Tennessee's not had a lot of those taller defensive linemen in, in years past, so you like the the longer reach that you normally get with those guys. You know, when it comes to batting down passes and things like that, it's it's helpful to have that. You don't always have to have that on the defensive line. You can make it work with the 6'2", six 6'3 six types, especially on the interior, but but especially a guy who, who might line up at defensive end, you want a little more length. So uh, you, you like that Jenkins has that, um, and that's that's definitely one of, the, one of the pluses for him is the the length and the height there. So uh, I, I think, you know, again, a little bit raw, I think that'd be the assumption for a guy who, who just started to emerge this year uh, as a senior. The, the other thing to keep in mind probably just went a little unnoticed this past year, because we are coming off the, 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 the year that was so affected by COVID. I think that certainly uh, was a factor with him, but I think it also was just that he got better uh, for his senior season and, 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 you know, played more and all of those things. So Uh, multiple reasons that, that he went under the radar before certainly wouldn't take it as a sign that that Tennessee's, you know, reaching or anything like that. Obviously they were far from the only power five program to see him. Uh, And again, when when I look at it on on film uh, you you put this guy in Atlanta or or something like that. He's he's probably got a few, few more sec offers. Uh, You know, I I just think the fact that he was in New Jersey, sometimes that, that limits you, as you said, not a lot of teams from other conferences spend as much time as say the ACC and the big 10 do. Recruiting there, but but Michigan, Penn State programs like that—they found some good players in New Jersey over the years. And uh, you know, in normal times, not not affected by COVID, may, maybe this is the guy who gets who gets discovered a little bit earlier. But but instead, he gets found as a senior. And uh, but, but yeah, on, on film, there's a lot to like there, and there's there's a reason he's gotten those offers from Tennessee, Missouri, and others, and had Florida um, looking very closely at him down the stretch, and obviously hosting him on official visits. So I think there's a lot to like there, and. You, you certainly could see him develop into a, a really nice player who who could maybe play all across the defensive line.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about his versatility, and, and part of that was I was going to ask, and I don't think we have this information, but any specific numbers on his wingspan, because you're looking at a guy who's 6'6", 260, and if you're 6'6", and 260, and you also have long arms, you can be a real, really, really, really dynamic player up front and you can have a whole lot of versatility too. And I imagine that they'd like him to be a guy who's either really good – uh in inside really good outside or pretty good in both places any of those three things would, would would be really really good news and i'm just wondering do we have any information on just sort of cuz i've looked at some pictures and it looks like he has a decent wingspan but if he if he's got long arms at that height and that that frame that that's really dynamic
1: yeah i haven't heard a verified uh, measurement for his wingspan so we'll we'll have to find out more about that hopefully in in the coming days you know again he's he's been relatively um, under the radar in terms of uh, media coverage and things like that. Not a, not a lot written about him, not a lot known about him. Um, you know, talking with him to, you know, getting, getting stuff for, for stories. He didn't even have a lot of photos of himself to to pass along, even though he's taken four official visits to different schools, not, not a whole lot of different photos. So he, he's just, there's not a lot known about him in, in, in a lot of ways, aside from just the fact that he has emerged here late and, and what you can see from him on film. So uh, yeah that that we'll hopefully find out more about that as uh, as we get to signing day and uh, and and I'm interested to see what uh, what what Josh Heupel has to say about him uh, for that matter uh, once once Tennessee can get him signed uh, just to kind of see see how they kind of frame this publicly but I, I do think they they feel they are getting a nice player here uh, with as you said so, some good length regardless of what that wingspan is the fact that he's six six I think you certainly feel there's uh, they're they're going to be. Uh, you're going to get some length there that's going to help uh, along the defensive line, uh, make things more difficult for for quarterbacks trying to throw over them and things like that. So uh, that gives you plenty to work with. But no, don't have an exact measurement on the uh, on the wingspan to to say that for sure.
0: And I can say this too, Ryan. I, I
1: know we got to be quick
0: here with a few more things that we got to talk about. But when you look at like if I'm a college football coach, right, and I know we live in this era that's sort of obsessed with guys you can plug and play, right? How do I make my team better right now? How do I, and because of a lot of the coaching around the country, and especially the transfer portal, but even high school coaches and the the way weight rooms are these days, strength and conditioning programs, the, the actual tactical coaching from, from high school coaches across the country, it's gotten so much better that, that it's easier to find guys maybe you can plug and play in some places. But if you find a guy who you think is raw but you see a lot of physical potential there and you think, man, 12 to 24 months in an SEC strength and conditioning program – I've got a guy who in three years can be just as good as a four or a five star is rated. Now, if you're in a place like Tennessee right now, you take that bet, don't you? Because you're, 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 you're thinking, well, if I can get this guy now and in a year, he can be just as good as somebody bigger that I would have gotten. that
1: That's a win. Uh, absolutely. And, and the transfer portal has changed this too. Uh, if, if you're taking a, a high school guy, you you don't have to project him as an immediate impact player anymore. Uh, I mean, you don't want someone necessarily where where you're not expecting him to play for three years because some guys just aren't going to have the patience for that and and aren't going to stick it out and they're going to end up in the transfer portal. Um, So you do need someone who can, who can be ready to contribute within a couple of years, I think. Uh, But if you're looking for immediate impact uh, you know, we were talking about this uh, with some other people in the network, as we, as we kind of talked about guys who might be, they want impact players at schools across the country. There are just fewer of those now, because when you have a major need, you're looking at the transfer portal to address that in a lot of cases. So it's more about the long-term potential when you're signing a high school player. Again, you don't want a project where it takes a few years and you sort of have to squint to see the potential there. You don't want someone like that, but you do want someone who, whose best football is ahead of him and who's, you know, you're, you're not as worried about it. If he's not a day one impact player. So, that, that that that's where you maybe do, uh, maybe not take a chance, but you maybe you maybe lean toward long term upside over uh, immediate impacts with a lower ceiling or something like that. For instance, if it comes down to a couple players like that, you might lean toward the one that you feel has has the bigger potential down the road. Um, so that that does I think uh, it, it works in the favor of a guy like like Jason Jenkins, who you know you probably don't project that he's a day one starter or anything like that. Certainly, at least the odds are against that being the case. But I, I would not be surprised at all, again, down the road with all the things he has to work with, uh, with all the things we've see for, seen from him on film though, over the past several months. There's enough there that, I, I, again, that we might look back at this as a, as a pretty nice find for Tennessee, uh, just because there aren't many of those guys who are 6'6", 260, with that kind of athleticism out there. Um, and and if, if we see him play against, uh, against Tennessee offensive linemen in, in fall camp, we might find pretty quickly uh, that, that there's... You know, a lot of teams that would have loved to have a guy like this, it may end up being a, a, a nice little steal, So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But you know, again, the long-term upside, I think that's what you're looking for these days when you take a high school player, because if you, if you just need instant impact, the transfer portal is a much more reliable source of that. And and to that point, I don't think Tennessee would be signing Jason Jenkins, for instance, if they don't, if they didn't see the potential for him to be a, a real player down the road, because there's just no need to force the issue these days when you can go to the transfer portal and find someone who's much more likely to help you within the next year or two.
0: Yeah, I guarantee you if Rodney Garner had no interest in this young man, he would not be coming to Tennessee. I I absolutely guarantee you that. Um, because he would tell Josh Heupel and Tim Banks, guys, I, this guy's not going to be good enough, and they would say, "Okay, well, you're Rodney Garner, so well, we're going to listen to you." So uh, I do like that part of it. What I don't like, before we talk about numbers and, and get out of here, I do not like that this young man plays for a school that's name is Notre Dame and the, the mascot is the Irish and, and their colors are baby blue. What the hell is that? I don't. I, I mean, I'm telling you, I got Catholic sensibilities here. I, I, if you are the Notre Dame Irish, there are a few colors in the color wheel that are acceptable. They are green. They are Kelly green. They are yellow, gold, or for an alternate, dark, dark navy blue. That's your wheelhouse. Don't it, like, like the like the purple Irish the, the, the in, in Notre Dame. What, what, uh, in Nashville, I mean, what, what, what is what's going on here? it's just yeah. this is ridiculous I I think there needs to be I'm gonna start a goFundMe that says that's not allowed to me that's it, it'd be like Syracuse calling themselves the Syracuse orange and they wear like red what the hell I don't it, it's it's wrong it's wrong Ryan it's wrong
1: it's wrong yeah I, I was I was surprised myself when I saw those pictures when I when I saw the school was named Notre Dame I almost expected to see navy green as you said that's you have an expectation when you hear maybe this like is why Dame people Irish. didn't
0: offer him maybe this is why people didn't offer him <laughs> And as many people early on they were like i don't like that i got a problem with that but seriously ron before we get out of here everyone wants to know about numbers right everyone wants to know, it's going to be a question and, and it's one that we can usually answer with accuracy, maybe not always laser-like accuracy because there are things that Tennessee doesn't want us to know or doesn't want out there, and some of those things make sense from their standpoint. But what do we know in terms of numbers You know, for this class, generally speaking? I know there's a lot of things going out there right now. What 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 do we know about numbers and what this means for here and now?
1: Well, well definitely we know Tennessee is not trying to fill. Um, it's this 2022 class to – capacity on national signing days. So th- this gives Tennessee 20, uh, 21 commitments for the, for the 2022 class, obviously the first 20 all signed last month. So right now, Jason Jenkins, the, the only new name to add to Tennessee's class that will be expected to sign on national signing day. Um, so we'll, we'll see if they add any, anybody else. They've only had a few names in play down the stretch. Uh, you know, another defensive lineman, Ahmad Moten from South Florida has been out there. Um, as of the time of this recording, we think he's more likely to end up elsewhere, but we would not say he's out of the question for Tennessee. So there's always at least an outside chance they add another defensive lineman here down the stretch. But but right now, I think there's a there's a real chance that, that maybe this is it for Tennessee's 2022 class. And the rest of these spots are likely saved for the transfer portal where we've seen Tennessee already add some help. But most of its help is going to come uh, from guys that they add probably throughout and, and after the spring semester, guys who would enroll after the spring semester ends in May. Um, so it's going to be kind of a wait-and-see situation to, to, to find out who Tennessee can add. at a lot of these positions that they need to address, mostly defense they still need to, to add, but certainly they want some impact players on offense as well. So it, it's going to look like a small class numbers-wise, but frankly, a lot of teams across the country are ending up around where Tennessee is numbers-wise, somewhere in the low 20s, and the rest of those spots are going toward the transfer portal in a lot of cases, especially... Where there've been coaching changes, teams like LSU and Florida that signed pretty small classes—they're they're loading up on transfers in some cases because they have the room to do it—and and the portal's got some talent out there. So, uh, but I think you'll see Tennessee add several more transfers, and this there's a, at least a real chance this is all for Tennessee's 2022 class. So we'll we'll wait and see whether there are any late additions, but uh, the numbers you know are, are, are maybe a little lower than what people are used to seeing. This is kind of the way of the world now, I think, in the transfer portal era. Until something changes, you're going to see a lot of classes that look like this, somewhere around 20 to 23 signees, and then the rest maybe going to the transfer portal. This year, they've got some extra spots to play with because of this one-year waiver where you can replace up to seven players that you lose in the transfer portal. So this year, Tennessee's numbers could end up being closer to maybe 30 total in this class, counting the one transfer. They've already added Gerald Menzi on the offensive line. They're now at 22 total. So you can do the math there. Probably have room to add somewhere between, you know, six and eight more t- players in the transfer portal, depending on how it all plays out over the, the course of the next few months. So uh, several needs to address, and they've got several spots to do it. Uh, but as far as high school players, this could be it.
0: Well, I tell you, if it, if it weren't a year-round thing before, by God, it is now. So uh, that's just the way of the world. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us, man. Unless you got anything else, I'm going to go ahead and uh, cue the music.
1: I think that's a good place to leave it.
0: Thanks, Wes. No problem, man. Thanks for being here, Ryan. And thank you all for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want Just Tennessee News, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash Go 24-7. You can also go to Facebook.com slash GoVols247 and get tons of news there throughout the day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, go get that at GoVols247.com. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go directly to GoVols247.com. But I'll tell you, if we're talking about collecting $200, boy, do we have the deal for you. Right now, guys, 60% off. 60% off of your annual subscription right now. If you go to govoss247.com, that's the signing day special. There's not, it won't be there for long. So go there and take advantage of it now. And what do you get for that? You get a lot of stuff. You get access to everything that we write all day, every day. That's us from our entire staff. That's coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, baseball recruiting, Lady Vols stuff with Maria Cornelius, who does an excellent job covering all things Lady Valls for us throughout the year, administration news. All of that, plus access to two forums that run around the clock. you got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can talk about anything you want with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world. Pretty much every time zone that exists, all day, every day. As long as it's not political or religious in nature, go there and talk about whatever you want. Anything but those two topics, fair game. Go there and talk about it, and we're there having a good time doing it. We're there all the time on the board. You can go... Do all of that with all of us, and on top of that, you get access to one of the best databases you will ever see. You get uh, what a couple dozen fresh content items every day. All of that for less than the price. It's normally less than than one mediocre lunch per month. If you come right now, it's even less than that. It's less than a bad lunch. That's all. That's all, guys. Go take advantage of it right now. And if you pay us that rate, you get access in perpetuity as long as you're paying us. At the end of the day, you get access to Paramount Plus, which has everything that I've always mentioned before. Everything in CBS's catalog, exclusive shows like uh, 1883. You get... Mayor of Kingstown, Evil, Picard, all those exclusive shows, new movies, classic movies, old movies, Hollywood, A-list movies. You get everything from the catalogs of, you get stuff from the catalogs of, obviously, CBS, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian. You get live sports, SEC, Vols, obviously, NFL, PGA Tour, Europa League, World Cup qualifying. You get uh, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League. So many things for free. Guys, we're giving you several hundred dollars worth of stuff for basically nothing. Basically nothing. Go to GoVolce247.com right now and do that. If nothing else, you should hear from us here in just a couple days. So until then, be good to each other. Be safe out there with everything going around. And please, for the love of God, have basic human empathy. There's not enough of that in the world. Have some empathy. See ya.